Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're going to discuss the breaking of bread episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break it down so that you can help people who've been hurt by the topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan. I'm here with Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. Dude, my mind is freaking blown. Yeah, that episode starts off in a like, like, honestly, I'm, I, I can already tell this will probably be one of our least listen to episodes oh if i was to guess yeah like what's a topic people would maybe want to just oh, i don't need to help with that but if you when you really get into it when you really see the benefit that breaking of bread brings to the church it's amazing i think it's and it becomes so clear the catalyst that it can be to the other three causes yeah, I think I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong. Maybe pe- maybe a lot of people will love listening to this because it is kind of maybe maybe the other perspective I should be hearing is this could be one of the people might consider this episode one of the least tense topics to listen to. So it could be more fun, maybe draw more people in that way, because I know some of the topics we've covered can be pretty, pretty tense, pretty uncomfortable. This is kind of fun. And I had fun with it. Oh, me too. Yeah, I was going to say I've never been more disappointed at the beginning of a episode thinking, <laughs> thinking about how many people aren't going to listen to it. But then you are contrastive. So yeah. now I'm back to just where we started from. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so you want, should we just start the episode over since I no, basically, no, that's I basically good. <laughs> canceled out my perspective? Basically, I haven't said anything yet. No, I love it. I yeah. said both. You said both perspectives, and I totally could see that. I thought that's the way I started it. I'm like, why are we talking about mm-hmm. this? And then all of a sudden, man, we are in. We're into some major doctrine. Yeah. And now a bunch of stuff, especially you know, you know me. I'm a guy who sees a lot of things for an, from an emotional perspective. I'm sitting here going, no wonder people like you you hear how people who are struggling respond to the people that are serving them food at like a soup kitchen yeah you know or how a homeless person responds when they're at a at a food pantry and why people don't take other people up on these services no wonder no wonder because it's you are over here yeah and i am here yeah and it's just like Man, I want to, I think it's, it's, this is a, just a revelatory perspective about it. And I, I've never heard it until now. And I want to be telling people about this episode because it really is, um, this is, this is causing a divide in the church is what it is. It is. It's killing, it's killing the physical health of the church. And it's another reason why people don't want to be at the church. Right. Because it's literally you're providing a service for someone, you're providing a ministry for someone. However, you're actually separating yourself from the other three causes of church. Right. I don't. Here's your food. I don't want to pray with you. I don't want to have fellowship with you. I don't want to study with you. I want to essentially, it's kind of weird to say this but treat you like an animal 
Yeah. Yep. Treat treat you like you're a thing that needs to be fed and then go away. And done. That's it. So, but imagine the the humongous benefit it would be if people who uh, people who do or people who would sit down with those people and eat with them like we're making a meal for all of us to eat together yeah it's a very different it's a very yeah. different perspective yep interesting so do you have any uh, do you have any initial thoughts pastor joel on the episode well i mean i agree with everything you said i think the the doctrine and and really the benefit of this cause of church goes a lot bigger than i had imagined before even preparing this episode and and recording it with you and seeing how it plays into the other three causes is incredible my my thoughts before this is really treating food one of the ways especially with communion is a physical representation of a spiritual truth. And when I pray, a lot of times before a meal, one of the things I'll ask God to do is to nourish our bodies with the food we're about to eat, thank him for the food, which is pretty common. But what I like to what I like to do when I pray is the is is to bring that parallel and I like to ask God as this food that he's provided nourishes our physical body also bring your grace that I know will be a nourishment to our spiritual life as well. Yeah. So, I mean, we, but we see the spiritual nourishment through God's grace and, and what's great is what seeing breaking of bread as a cause of church does is it, it really, it helps me see it as it's not just about eating with my church family. It's about eating with them so we can participate in all that church has to offer I love that. so we can have a greater benefit together. And, but there's so many parallels to, to this breaking of bread to the spiritual life. I mean, God's words called the daily bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Jesus is the bread of life. Yeah. Right. There's so much, there's so much in the Bible about food. And I feel like people are missing how big of a catalyst it can be for us to grow in the areas that God really, really desires us to grow in. It was for me growing up, it was a really big deal to have dinner at the dinner table. And I credit a lot of my ability to talk and interact with people. Um, to my parents and us sitting down and having a meal together. Mm, Yeah. Because it was every night at a set time is like an event, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have dinner and then what happens? We all talk about our day together. Yeah. And it was this big deal we're all gonna sit down and we're gonna have food and as you're a kid it's just like sometimes it's great sometimes it's not because of whatever the food is but to my parents this was the time for us to share yeah and we would pray and we would share and 
it was hugely impactful yeah for for our our development to sit down and have the for me to have these face-to-face interactions with someone and we would my and i i believe my parents would fight for that time like that oh. was that was tough yeah. The old, the older that we got, you know, uh-huh. the, it becomes increasingly, Busy. yeah, more challenging to have that. But the, but they would try to fight for that. Let's have dinner. Can we have dinner? When can we have dinner together? Let's make sure that we do this as much as possible. Yeah, that is such a big benefit, and it's a lot of it's lost on today's generation. And you know, I know back. You can look at the generations over the last, you know, 50 or 70 years and you get the TVs. Yeah. And then, and then you know, dinner is around the, the TV, you get TV trays to now every room has a TV to nowadays. A lot of people don't have TVs anymore because we're carrying one in our pocket. And I know that yeah. happens with me and my son a lot where he's busy doing sports or whatever, and he doesn't get home from practice till late. So he's eating dinner by himself. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes when we are eating dinner, it's like, he's got his phone out. I got my phone out and we're missing valuable time to share with one another while we're eating a meal, instead of it being essentially, even if we're sitting next to each other, we're both isolated over eating whatever the food is we've had. Cause we're not really sharing anything with each other apart from the meal. Right. And that's, man, that's a great perspective because it is, it's like, it doesn't sound like the church was the way to quote unwind with like, with food. It was a way for us to connect. Yeah. Instead of like, where you sit down and it's like, we're going to have a family meal together and or, or we're going to sit down at the table and we're going to talk. It's not this immediate relief or this release of tension. It can sometimes be increasing tension yeah, where it's like, yeah. are we going to fight at the dinner table? Yeah, right. <laughs> Versus we kind of, we, we, as I feel like as time goes on, we become completely inundated with stress. And so much of us are just fried that to, get some food, turn on the TV is a way to unwind. Yeah. But how much am I missing? A lot. You think, I mean, yeah. What? And I think everybody at some level knows that even when you eat with another person, there's something deeper going on than just the physical. Yeah. Or else no one would have any discomfort going on a first date with somebody. If all (laughs) you can do is just eat a meal no, but you know, there's more like you go out to, why do you go out to dinner on a first date? Why do you go out to dinner when you're celebrating your anniversary with your wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend? Why do you, why is food surrounding up? Because we know food is like a catalyst to help us enjoy all these other experiences at a higher level. Right. It can get, you know, it can get very deep, very quickly when you're eating, when you're eating food and sharing and the memories that are associated with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, what do you like about that food? When was the, when was the last time you had it? What is the greatest fear of your life? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. 
within the first three minutes of appetizers. Yeah. I mean, it's usually the third question, right? What is what the are worst your greatest thing hopes, dreams, done? and fears? Yeah. <laughs> nice. But that's cool, man. It's just, it, I think it's taking these opportunities that we have with people and what an amazing, simple yet profound way to connect with people over yeah, doing it, taking a physical action and having it become uh, healthy to your whole being. It, uh, it's got to change the way that we eat when yeah. we're talking and eating at the same time. You wonder, yeah. it'd be interesting if there were studies that were done with people who ate over long periods of time with lots of community and et cetera, et cetera, versus people who, you know, eat sitting down in front of the TV, like the amount of calories and the amount yeah. of food that is consumed. I'm curious if it would be just generally a lot healthier for you to have a longer meal, you know, like conversation while we eat instead bingo. of just shoving food in my gullet for as long as I can until my your full alarm goes off yeah and by your full <laughs> you mean like the meat sweats <laughs> yeah yeah because you know that alarm never goes off at the time when it should right exactly so let's talk about the strict versus the loose side pastor joel can you give us an overview of these two sides the strict side is tricky okay that's the you know this is the limitation side where you are it, the food's about the food only, or it's about me tricking you into letting me teach or evangelize at you. It's the bait and switch thing. Yep. Or the limitation side, what we see common commonly is this, this is the side that tends to bring the bosses out of the woods. Okay. We see the leaders I'm putting quotes up because they're not actually being leaders, but the bosses of these churches tend to put limitations onto their people for their own benefit. So I can tell you to come to this thing. I can tell you, you need to do this thing really so that I benefit from being able to do whatever I want. The, the looser, the freedom side is really this missing all of the benefit that breaking of bread brings to the church it's the i i give to the poor to feel good about myself i give food to people who are hungry to feel good about myself and i rationalize that behavior as if it is me participating in church and again i want to be clear giving to the poor feeding hungry people is great but when it's one way, when it's me giving you food and there's no sharing, there's nothing we're partaking in together, that's ministry. That's not church. Wow. That's me giving to you. That's not us having an exchange or us being more involved in each other's lives. I could do all the ministry stuff without you even being in the community that I'm a part of. Wow. So that would be the loose or the freedom side. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is what's kind of blowing my mind about all of this is, you know, just kind of real time stuff that's happening. 
Music of Life Church Appleton has a, a service in the park. Yes, big fan. Right? Where we grill out and we have food. And uh, what we did last year is we did these uh, the hot dog ads where we all dressed up in hot dog costumes. Yeah, and- yeah, those are great. So Pastor Simon says it'd be great if we could do more sharing like the last year was cool it was fun but he's like he's curious if there's a if there's a little bit more of a sincere way to do this and i feel like because of this episode this has been a huge value to me because i think we can go at service in the park this way nice meaning we're not trying to bait and switch you as a service. Like as a church, we're for, we're for church. We're a church for people who don't want to go to church. Yeah. Now, remember recently we had a conversation with a pastor who said, well, then maybe you shouldn't have church in the name. Maybe you shouldn't call your church music of life church Appleton. Right. And my response to that is, well, we want to be honest that we're a church. Right. We're not trying to bait and switch again, bait and switch people into thinking that we are, you know, come to music of life, Appleton. You know, what is, what is music of life? It's a community, you know, no, it's a a freaking church. Yeah. It's, we're just people trying to live life and hang out. No, dude, it's a freaking church. Yeah. You know, so we don't want to bait and switch people. And then I think also we can talk about, we're not trying to provide you a service because you need this thing. We're trying to have community with you. We're trying to meet you. We want to eat with you. We don't want to feed you. So we want, we are a community we want you to be a part of what we are doing every week right and even throughout the week right we want so you to service even in the park yeah. yeah it's like come and join us as we have our service in the park right not and come a, and get a hot dog and right exactly at a exactly. picnic table by yourself well, if that's what you choose to do go ahead but we're going to be here to partake in these causes of church with you Exactly. It's really cool. So it's, you know, the hot hot dogs are trying to eat with you. (laughs) The pastor's dressing up as hot dogs. We're trying, we're not, we don't want you to take a hot dog on the road. If that's the case, that's fine, but whatever. Yeah. And I think even last year, the, the, the food was set up as like a buffet style too. So you went and got your own and yeah, which it wouldn't even be wrong to have somebody serving you the food, but that I bet you the way, the best way for it to be church would be after that person is dishing you out your hot dogs, you might see them either sitting next to you or someone else actually eating with you as well and sharing Absolutely. and talking Absolutely. and praying. And yeah, man, that's big. But this whole bait and switch thing, man, this is, this was a lot of what happened in the church, uh, you know, the church that I grew up in, I imagine you too, Pastor yeah, Joel, yeah. where, where, well, you're just going to a concert, you know, let's just go to a concert. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, with uh, every, 
eye closed and every head bowed. It turns into yeah, an evangel an evangelistic event, an altar yeah. call. Just like, okay, that's fine. Why are you tricking us into coming to this? Yeah, be so honest. you feel better at the numbers. Right. Let's get you all emotionally wopped up and excited about this band or this concert or, yeah. you know, maybe even appreciative from the food. So you yeah. want to see people. Uh, they fed me, so I might as well just. I can't leave. But am I sitting here actually engaged in what I'm being told? No, mm -hmm. I'm regretting. It's like, was the food worth what I'm sitting through? Yeah. And I do, and I do appreciate what you said about. It's good to give. It's good to feed the poor. Yes. That's awesome. It's good to serve those who you know, who who can't potentially feed themselves. Like, yeah, we need we need food. Yeah. Um. However defining that as ministry versus church is a really neat distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it is just, you're, you're, you're being honest. You're being truthful with what it is. I'm providing you a service. I'm loving you. Maybe I'm not expecting anything, but the issue comes in when I say this person that I gave food to is uh, I'm, they are, I am, I go to church with them or I am being the church, you know, with them. Like we have church together or, you know, oh, I say hi to this person that comes to the, to the food bank. So we have fellowship together when right. I give them food. It's like, eh, eh. yeah, that's even in the fellowship, you know, we get that mixed up. Even in the fellowship episode, we talked about yeah. how people will equate anytime we talk about God as fellowship. No, here it's like anytime we're eating, like it's breaking a bread. It's the cause of church. Anytime food's involved, it's like, no, these causes of church facilitate church. This community of people that operates according to who God created them to be in order to facilitate his will on earth as it is in heaven. How does breaking and bread, breaking of bread facilitate that? I think when it's a catalyst for the other three causes is how we can see the real big benefit that comes. Amazing. So can we look at the three categories of people from the perspective of self-esteem, Pastor Joel? Yes. The first category that people I feel sorry for in this podcast we recognize that those are people operating in this area at low self-esteem or a low confidence in who god created them to be and these are the people who are just giving one way they may be feeding the poor they may be you know um serving in these volunteer capacities as it relates to food but they're not experiencing an exchange between people mm. low self-esteem people tend to be like the loose side trying to avoid the tension and there is a lot of tension i mean you you talked about sitting at the dinner table with your own family there's tension there there's tension involved in sitting down with people you don't know 
mm-hmm. or even sitting down with people in your own church when there's a potluck or sitting down with people who do need to hear the gospel. And there's a lot of tension involved in that. So it'd be easier for me, especially if I don't have a lot of confidence in who I am to just find the easiest way where I can check a box to feel good about what I did in this area. And that would be kind of a low self-esteem mentality. The mid self-esteem people, we see these people have enough confidence in who they are to, to maybe not know what the right answer is, but to know enough to when they're in a bad situation that they need to, that it's okay to be frustrated with it. Mm. It's okay to recognize something's wrong and to even leave that situation if they need to. And these are the people that Really, it's not even a that they recognize enough. It's not even about the food. I'm frustrated at how the food is being handled in the church, meaning I'm frustrated at how you have deceived me into mm. these certain events or certain certain things that you've had me to serve. Maybe these are people who the pastors have even convinced them in a way to participate in one of these events to serve the food in order to get people in to start handing out tracks with every bowl of chili that they make or these people might feel unsettled over, over how that's been going. Then the, the high self-esteem, these are the people we're impressed with. These people have a high confidence in who God created them to be and who God created them to be. These aren't humanists. These are people who recognize that taking direction from God is the ultimate way for them to be who he created them to be. Nice. And these people see even breaking a bread as how can we facilitate that in myself and with other people? How can I facilitate the church with this cause? How can I be more myself with these people over food? And how can I help them be more themselves while we eat a meal together? How can I facilitate the sharing with them? This is like, honestly, the high self-esteem perspective in this area is your parents at the dinner table doing what they can to get their kids around. It's not about me feeding you a meal because you're a growing young man who needs his meat and potatoes and his, you know, green beans or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's about that, but it's about so much more. It's about knowing that this is a way for us to share with one another, for us to grow as a family. That's awesome. I think that'd be powerful if the church, I think it'd be powerful if, if, we just continue to grow in that perspective as a church, you know, music of life, church, Appleton and Kimberly. I think we do. uh, I think people do want to eat together and they want to hang out. And we have tons of events between our churches and with our churches. Um, But I, and I think, and I think this is an opportunity to still grow in. Right. Where to provide to provide that context, you know, eating a meal, providing that context for other people to, to connect more together. So can you remind us once more of what the ultimate answer is in this subject? Ultimate answer, the conjunctive is the breaking of bread is a catalyst for the physical health of the church. So breaking of bread's the freedom for the physical health of the church is the limitation. And really the ultimate version of this, what's the right amount? Because we know the physical is a hurdle. 
there's a right amount. You can't just do more and more food or you'll mm-hmm. end up hurting yourself. You can't just do less and less food or you'll end up hurting yourself. There is a sweet spot you need to get to a right amount. The right amount of physical health is the amount that facilitates the other three causes of church. The right amount of breaking of bread is the amount that facilitates the apostles doctrine, the prayer and the fellowship of the church. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.